Hi, I'm Alex Bellinger and this is Small Biz Pod on Friday the 11th of May. Well, today I revisit the scene of a Small Biz Pod crime from the past. If you want to call it, it wasn't really a crime, but it was early in my podcasting career and I went to the Business Startup Show at the Birmingham NEC. Uh, Back in show nine, uh, it seems an incredibly long time ago, I can't remember what show this is now, 46 I think, so nearly nearly 40 shows ago. Well anyway, the Business Startup Show, this time in the Excel Centre in Docklands in London, and I kind of interview some celebrity entrepreneurs and some potential entrepreneurs of the future at random as I wander around the show floor, so... It's a great mix of the well-known, like Lord Billamoria, who is the uh, the founder of Cobra Beer, uh, who lots of you will have heard of. Uh, Michelle Dewsbury, who won uh, Alan Sugar's the, the Apprentice on BBC Two, as it was at the time, last year. Um, as well as a number of other entrepreneurs and people involved in the startup arena in the UK. So, lots of variety, some great music and some great short interviews. I hope you enjoy the show, and let's get straight into it. But first, as always, let me just say a big thank you to all those who've commented, to all of those who've signed up to the Frappam app or have started networking on the Small Biz Pod uh, networking site at smallbizpodnet.ning.com. I think uh, an astonishing... 77, 77, 78 people there already now um, after just a few short weeks. So uh, there's lots of interesting people there to uh, pick brains of if you so desire, including myself or uh, Rowena Mead, who has become uh, a guest blogger on the Small Biz Pod blog, which uh, you can find at www.smallbizpod.co.uk forward slash blog. Um, and yeah, there's a lots of uh, quite apart from the, the the usual writers. I've got some guest writers, guest uh, bloggers, uh, writing there too now. So the range of subjects and topics and is increasing all the time. And I'm sure there's something useful, interesting, and relevant for uh, lots of listeners to Small Biz Pod. So do check out the blog and subscribe to it if you haven't already. Now uh, I will come to listener comments later in the show. But as I say, let's get straight into the series of interviews that I recorded live and off the cuff at the Business Startup Show in London uh, this year. Okay, well, uh, around two years ago now, I went to the uh, Startup Show in Birmingham. And I thought I'd, I'd go back this time to London at the Excel Centre out there in Docklands to uh, the Business Startup Show and uh, check the pulse of Britain's startups, see why they're doing it, why they're here, whether they're having a good time, what creative ideas they have, see if I can uh, interview maybe one or two interesting names of the future. So uh, here I am, just need to fill in my form to get a ticket and I'll be back with you soon. I'm here inside Startups, Business Startups show. There's a big queue of people here who I think are probably going to see uh, the Reggae Reggae Sauce Man, yeah. at a guess. Um, so I thought I'd nab some people in the queue and have a chat. And the first person I'm going to nab is... Uh, Angela. Angela. Anofro, that's her name. Okay. Now, what's, 
the business idea that you have? Because you're, you're pre-startup, aren't you? Yeah, the business idea I have is actually um, to set up an independent record label stroke live entertainment agency, you know, with myself as a first artist, okay? Okay, so you're a singer? I am a vocalist, professional vocalist, and... Um, I am involved in another project, but what I found is that it's, some projects take a long time. It's two years in the making. Someone else is in control of that as well, you know. And what I thought was, I could do this independently. There's a lot of opportunities out there on the internet now, mm. you know. Um, and having researched everything else, I thought it was just the best idea to get something out there, get up, set up on a website, start selling, you know, see what happens. Yeah, because yeah. I've written some songs for this project, okay. and I thought there's more where that came from. It's not that I don't have to fix it around and wait, you know. So that was the inspiration. Excellent. And uh, how have you? What, what kind of advice have you been looking for here today? I'm actually looking for advice on setting up business online. Yeah. Um, also, wanted to find out more is, uh, what inspired Levi Le Roots to actually go to the Lions Den. Mm. Um, and I just wanted to network as well and find new businesses like this uh, young gentleman here. Good stuff. Well, I'll move on to this young gentleman here. I think whose name is uh, Dan. Dan Koo speaking. Hi Dan, and, and what's your business? Uh, basically, um, well, I'll start from the beginning. I started my first business when I was 11 years old. I had that for six years. It was a toy business. Um, it, it, it kind of like crashed after six years. I made money for six years and then it died, basically. Why did it die? Uh, well, basically, it was... Um, 90% of my business was Beanie Babies, TY Beanie Babies, oh, okay. which was like a multi-million dollar market around the world. It's an international market. I used to import and export Beanie Babies from UK to the USA, basically. Um, and then I got involved with a telecoms business uh, for a year. That didn't kind of like work out. My heart wasn't into that. And now I'm setting up basically a, a company for entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. and it will be branded as an entrepreneurship company. It's, uh, it would include a network for entrepreneurs, um, a directory, and it'd be like a premium, um, a premium entrepreneurship company, basically. Okay. So um, you're, you yourself obviously uh, have the have the bug, have the entrepreneurship bug, being kind yeah. of a serial entrepreneur. Yeah. Yes. Most definitely. I've, I've got quite a few ideas, and um, this idea that I have at the moment, um, I, I've launched. Uh, well, basically, I've registered the company name, but I've got some. I've got some legal disputes over the domain names, which is why I've come here today to speak to some intellectual property lawyers. Okay. Um, yeah. Great. Interesting story. Oh, thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Moving down the queue for... What's his name? The Lego Reggae Source Man. I can't remember. Uh, Levi Roots. Levi Roots, yeah. that's it, yeah. How can I forget? Um, and you are... Chris Rivett. Chris Rivett. Now, Chris, you are already in business. Yeah. What is your business? It's a company called Upton Away Media. I specialise in website development. So rather than your bog standard sort of website design, which is part of, obviously, the range of services we do, I like to sort of take the extra angle on that and work with the clients to develop their website and work with them over a period of time. So it's more than just, you know, building the website and we'll see you in 12 months when you're hosting, Stu. Because... Uh, Web design's become a bit of a commodity market, hasn't it? It has, yes. Yeah. A lot of competition there, and obviously a lot of the seminars today are all saying, you know, one of the first things you need to do is make sure you've got your website before you kind of do everything these days, even your business cards. Yeah. So it's, it's very important for people. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, what inspired you to, to start your own design company? Um, variety of things, mainly wanting to be my own boss um, and sort of uh, develop a lot of ideas that I had around that and around customer service. Um, felt there was a niche area with what I wanted to do um, 
based in Northampton. Obviously, we've got a lot of competition on the doorstep. Milton Keynes, yeah. Birmingham, London, only an hour away. But there's there's nothing that I sort of saw that looked after the smaller businesses, um, especially in their infancy. They need the marketing support to help sort of develop the site commercially. Mm. So that was the main reason. Um, I've worked in football for four or five years before that in various clubs media uh, departments most recently Luton so travelling from Northampton down to Luton every day yeah. I got to the point where I was sort of sitting in one too many uh, queues on the M1 and thought yeah, yeah, there was yeah. a better way of spending my time well you're in a queue now yes <laughs> way yeah. you believe I it's, it's moving as slowly as the ones <laughs> yeah, I remember from the M1 actually, as well. we haven't moved the pace yet so uh, one final thing why are you here today True answer is we've actually come down because a friend of ours is setting up business. Um, okay. I've been helping him with that, um, and in the period between booking tickets and uh, today, he's actually got a full-time job, so he's not oh, made it. So okay. that's why I'm with Dave here today as yeah. a substitute. So it's still good for me though because it just refreshes things. You look at things yeah. from a different angle. Good stuff. Thanks for your time. Great stuff. No worries. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll just start again. Well, I'm here with um, Michelle Dubry, who was last year's winner of The Apprentice, was a, an apprentice for Alan Sugar, Sir Alan Sugar. Uh, the series is on again this year. What does it feel like, Michelle, watching others go through what you went through? Do you know what? I'm going to be really rubbish now. I'm not religiously watching the programme, unfortunately, <laughs> because I've been so busy with my ventures, including training for the marathon, which I ran on Sunday. Oh, my God. Yeah, I haven't actually religiously caught the series, so it never quite feels the same, I don't think, when you're watching it as opposed to being in it, but you know, it's a great series. I know that the viewing figures are high, so people are really loving it at the moment, yeah. which is brilliant. Now, uh, you were uh, you were kind of, the, well, not exactly the dark horse, but you, when you came through... So quite a few people, I think, were a bit surprised, weren't they? Brilliant. That's the whole point of the show, to, yeah. you know, create debate and, and subject and issue. Would she, would she, wouldn't she? You know, that's the whole point of the show, and it's edited in that way to make that debate happen. And, yeah. You know, it's yeah, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, no, it is. It's a, it's a, it's a, great, it's a great, great thing to watch. Now, you um, were with Sir Alan for about a year, is that right? Yeah, and, I was for a year. And now you, you've gone back to quite... Well, you, have you gone back to doing what you were doing because you were a very successful businesswoman before. I certainly was. What I do now, amongst many other things, is I've re-established my global consultancy, yeah. offering outsourcing services to a number of countries and continents. And I also am involved in a number of different business initiatives. And I'm launching very soon two business um, initiatives called, uh, well, not called, in the internet television arena. Oh, no, that's very interesting mm -hmm. because uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a podcaster. Uh, audio, obviously. So, TV, TV for entrepreneurs. Uh, definitely, that's yep. one of the ventures. Yeah, definitely. Good stuff. Excellent. And what do you think you learned? What what, in, what what inspired you in the first instance to go it alone to sell your own business? Um, I'm one uh, for always pushing myself and making yeah. sure that whatever I achieve, it's special. When I die, I want to be able to look back on my life and say that I did everything that I wanted to do. I don't believe in waiting for tomorrow. I believe in doing everything that you want to do right now. The opportunity um, for me to become self-employed came up. I saw the niche. I went for it. I was very successful. Um, saw The Apprentice. Great opportunity. Went for it. Was very successful. And now I've returned to being self-employed again. Being very successful. So hopefully long may it will continue. So what's the secret of success then? Believe in yourself. Believe yeah. in yourself. Have a vision. Don't care less what anybody says that you can and can't do. You just go for it. When I ran the marathon on Sunday, everyone laughed at me. All my friends didn't, well, a lot of my friends didn't sponsor me until the last moment because no one thought I was going to do it. And I did, and I got a wonderful time, and I'm doing the New York one in November. You're a glutton for punishment. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you. Take care. 
Now, a little while ago, um, I had an email asking whether I'd like to join something called the Business Startup Community, and uh, as everybody knows uh, from the podcast, I'm never one to refuse such offers, and uh, networking is good, and I'm all about finding great stories from interesting entrepreneurs. So I had this email from a woman called Communicating, which I found rather amusing and intriguing, so I immediately joined the community. And here she is, Communicating. Welcome to Small Biz Pod. Hi, well, thank you very much. And what's your real name, Katie? I mean, not Katie is your real name, but who are you? <laughs> I'm Katie Moore. <laughs> okay, Katie Moore. And, and what inspired you to set up this community? Well, um, many, many years ago, my first business um, that I ran, I, I owned and ran my own bar restaurant. And mm. the only place to go for help was, was um, actually the bank. He ripped me off <laughs> terribly. There was no no one out there. Nobody business link was just a uh, seed in somebody's apple somewhere. And um, and what inspired me with the community was uh, I'm a bit I have an entrepreneurial spirit, and I just thought I would like to not only build a business to, to, to make money. Obviously, that's mm. what we all want to do. Yeah. But actually, to fulfil my other side of my personality, which is to help people and support people. Yeah. And it's something I feel I can. Um, uh, if I put myself out there and motivate enough people to go out and do it themselves as well. Absolutely. And I think you were lo- you launched about six months ago, was it? Or was it longer ago than that? Now? Last September. Last September. Yeah. And you're already, what, 9,000 strong? Well, I've had a steady, steady growth of members, around yeah. 250 a week. So I'm now, as we speak, almost on the 8,000 mark. Okay, 8,000, yeah. But, but uh, my members are great. They, they actually use the website. Yeah. You know, they yeah. come back, they read the news stories, they, they read my communiques, um, they take advantage of the special offers that other members are offering to each other. Um, I mean, I've certainly found since launching my business that actually online networking now is in- incredibly powerful. I mean, it's, a, it's an incredible way of, of doing business, sharing knowledge. And what I really like about it is, like, now, today, it transfers across into the real world. And I think it is actually giving people greater opportunities to meet face-to-face people who they wouldn't necessarily have had contact with before because of the facility of the Internet. Is, is that how you see it? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I totally agree. And that's why, um, uh, with the members of the, of the Business Startup community, I try and run one event a month, um, either in London, Manchester or Birmingham, um, where members can meet each other at, at the networking events. It's free to join. Don't worry about that phone. We'll talk through it. It's a podcast, you know, it's not the BBC. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I don't know. It's not as bad as the BBC. No. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm a true believer in face-to-face communication. Yeah. I mean, how can you... I mean, that's how you build trust. That's how you build relationships. Yes, you can start on the phone and online. Actually getting the opportunity to meet up with somebody, you know, I think that's the real... That's where the real business opportunities lie, myself. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, communicating. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Another apprehensive victim on the Small Biz Pod uh, at the Business Startup Show. Uh, who are you and, and what's your business? Uh, my name's Oliver Dowding, and my business that I'm starting up is called Tonic Attack Limited. And Great it, name. Uh, it produces wheatgrass juice, which is like no other wheatgrass juice that's ever been produced, because we grow it indoors, hydroponically, no right. soil, and, therefore, and we use seawater to feed it, 
Yeah. Seawater contains every single mineral in the direct proportion that the plant needs, and wheat is the one plant which will take up every single one of those minerals. Now, that's fascinating. Uh, in my very, very distant past, I used to work for the Flour Millers Association. I know a lot about wheat, but not a lot about wheat grass. So Why is it? What's its property? Well, then we juice the leaf and the root of the plant, and the roots have got all the sugars, the leaves have got all the chlorophylls and the great things, and we make a combined juice that, because it's been grown with the sea minerals, has shelf life of 14-plus days, whereas nobody's ever got more than one day out of wheatgrass juice before and it's the most complete nutritional resource that you can find. You can live off it on its own, and people often laugh at me, but actually there's millions of animals around the world doing precisely that. That sounds like actually the most interesting business idea I've come across so far today. Well, then the other side of it is because we get the shelf life, people can actually have it in their fridge to drink every morning first thing, as opposed to have to either go to a juice bar or have trays growing themselves, and out comes the juicer every day, cleaning process, and an hour's gone. So it's like a specialist to innocent drinks. It's very specialist, but it's very powerful yeah. because it's live nutrients, and that's the difference between it and anything that's been through a process where you've actually killed some of the nutrients. If you want the comparison test to do, put the, get the old potato clock and stick the probes in a potato and watch the clock work and then get the probes and stick them in mashed potato and watch how they don't work because mm. there's no life, no electrical energy. And yeah. We're electric, life's electric, this juice is electric. That's one hell of a pitch. I'm very impressed. If I had any money, I'd probably invest in you. Um, Donica Tech Limited, that's the company. Great stuff. We're donicatech.com. Uh, thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, well, I, I bumped into at a, a bookshop, a, a bookstall um, at the Business Startup Show, um, Karen Billimoria, who uh, is a very well-known entrepreneur um, and, and founder of Cobra Beer, uh, which I, I enjoy with a, with a curry. Um, Karen, um, I know that you've got plans to uh, extend the business and develop the business. Where is Cobra Beer going? Very exciting time for the brand at the moment. In fact, I'm over here at the Wiley Hapsa stand uh, signing copies of the book that we've just released called Bottle for Business, The Less Gassy Guide to Entrepreneurship. And Cobra really started from scratch. Mm. Uh, literally just over 15 years ago here in the UK. And uh, we're now from a very, very small beginning. So just two of us and a battered old Citroën Bercheveau delivering our beer. Uh, it's now grown to uh, a brand that I'm, I'm proud to say is um, on its way uh, on the global journey. We, we're brewing in, in five countries now, in yeah. the UK, in Poland, Holland, Belgium, and in India. And uh, the, the, the wonderful thing is Cobra, which started being brewed in India and was exported around the world, is now being brewed in India for India. Yeah. And our Indian market, um, since last November, has really not only got traction, but is now really, really taking off. Well, that's very, very so exciting. Very exciting times for us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so coming home, as it were. <laughs> well, it's, uh, Cobra is often uh, looked upon in India as a non-resident Indian, a sort of brand of Indian origin. Yeah. It's a British company, and we're proud to be a British yeah. company. Uh, and, and in India, they see it both as an Indian brand and as a British brand. So yeah. we seem to straddle both countries, which is a great asset. One of the interesting things about your business is that you have focused 
the brand Cobra, it, it's the same product. You haven't sort of ventured out into other types or types of drink, as far as I'm aware. Is that a conscious decision, or, or are you looking to extend? We have uh, diversified into our wine brand called General Villamoria, named after my father. Okay. And uh, that is made in Spain, in France, and in South Africa. And there's a range of ten wines yep. which we sell around the world. And soon, later this year, we're going to actually launch, for the first time, a General Villamoria wine made in India. Oh, which is very exciting but yeah, wine yeah. is really getting popular in India now and within the beer for many many years we just focused on the original Cobra beer 5% yeah. beer yeah. and we've basically had three SKUs a big bottle a small bottle and draft Cobra beer yeah. and now in just a short period of the last few years having started expanding our brewing around the world we now have over 33 SKUs from 3 to 33 right. in less than 5 years and uh, we've started a range of beers a 0.0% Cobra a lower calorie Cobra okay. a Cobra original and King Cobra the world's first double fermented lager made like champagne is made double fermented in a champagne bottle oh interesting now apart from your, your own business you, I know that you're very involved in supporting entrepreneurship in the UK um, and from memory I think you, you work with uh, the graduate Yes, I'm the national champion for the National Council yeah. for Graduate Entrepreneurship, which is encouraging students at every university in Britain yeah. to think about setting up a business as a career choice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, it's one of the reasons I started Small Biz Pod is because you, you sensed, two, two years ago I started, you sensed at that time that there was actually beginning to be a groundswell of, of interest from a whole new audience for entrepreneurship. Is that something you, you see? Well, the whole... Um, area of entrepreneurship has just taken off in this country. From 25 years ago when I came as a student from India, mm. entrepreneurship was a word that, and a term that counted up images of bellboy. Mm. Mm. Today it's celebrated. Yeah. Today it's encouraged. Today yeah. it is supported by government, regardless of which political party. Uh, so I think there's a real movement in enterprise and entrepreneurship in this country. And anyone starting up in business today has got so much support, mm. so many organizations and networks and government support um, to, to help them. Uh, and I think it's fantastic. There's no better environment than in Britain today to start up a business. Karen Billimoria, thank you very much. Thank you. Well, I hope you'll agree that that was a, a good little tour around the Business Startup Show. I certainly enjoyed interviewing everybody uh, very uh, good and kind of Lord uh, Bill Amoria to give me a few minutes to, to talk to him. That was great. Uh, and all of the others that I would spoke to around the show, thank you for putting up with me thrusting a microphone in your, in your faces. Um, I, I'm sure... Uh, listeners will enjoy that one. It was, it was a real buzz about the startup show, which is always a, a good thing. And uh, I think demonstrates uh, still that sort of vibrancy uh, within the UK at the moment in terms of people looking to start and run their own businesses. So thanks to all of you for taking part. I should do it again next year. I, should, I won't leave it two years to, to, to go to one of those events again. And we'll, we'll test the water and see how people are feeling about entrepreneurship and, and see what they're see what they're up to again maybe uh, this time next year so um on to some um comments now as you know 
Uh, I'm always uh, it's always a delight to receive comments, and they're, they're really valuable. They do shape the content uh, and the structure of this show. Uh, if you've got suggestions for for guests, for potential interviewees, for topics that we should cover, uh, do drop me an email at alex at smallbizpod.co.uk. You can also leave a comment on the particular episode in the in the comments section of the show notes. Or uh, better still, you can leave me an audio message. And the easiest way to do that is just phone if you're in the UK, 020-8133-1656. If you're outside the UK, just put plus four four and drop the first zero. So plus four four two zero eight one three three one six five six. If you're in the US, you can just dial uh, 415-287-3794 and leave me a voice message uh, on the answer, mach- answer machine. If you do that, I'll play it on the show. So if something suddenly grabs you, suddenly you think, hang on a minute, that's not right, or hang on a minute, I'd like to comment on that, just pick up the phone, leave a message, and uh, you'll get your views and opinions and suggestions played on the show. So uh, in terms of comments this week, I had uh, Nick Morton uh, responding on uh, business plans to uh, Kelvin Jones's Diary of a Entrepreneur. Uh, Kelvin, incidentally, has in- has joined the networking site and is already contributing on the forum. So, if you want to uh, have a chat with Kelvin, you can do so there. Um, and Nick uh, gives a couple of really useful links. Um, he says, "I've just got around to listening to the program from the 20th of April. Enjoyed it. Thank you very much. And grateful for the mention during the feedback on Kelvin's path." to business and the question raised on the relevance of business courses to an early stage SME owner. Uh, The question about business planning, I was a bit horrified that Business Link London had suggested that his business plan need to be 80 pages long. In my experiences, people tend to only read the first page and the last page, executive summary and cash flow forecast. I exaggerate a bit, but uh, to make my point, so 80 pages for a new SME is way off the mark in my view. I put in a couple of links that Kelvin may find useful and... um, He says, overall, keep the plan as short as possible. There's a famous quote from, I think, George Bernard Shaw, where he apologises to the addressee for writing a long letter as he didn't have time to write a short letter. Very good points, Nick. Um, I'll put the links uh, that I forwarded to Kelvin already into the show notes so that others can benefit from those for those who are looking for business plan advice. I also had a nice email from Colin... Colin Maddox, who writes, just came across your podcast via Enterprise Nation. You'll remember I interviewed Emma Jones, who runs Enterprise Nation a few shows back. And uh, he says, I'm a great podcast fan, so I'll be subscribing to yours from now on. My wife and I run a successful web-based travel agency business from home. So if you're ever looking to interview anyone in the travel field, I'd be delighted to help out. And that's from Colin Maddox and his wife Barbara. So thanks for that, Colin. Um, certainly, the homeworking story is something that I I will focus on once in a while. So you never know. I may well be giving you a buzz at some point in the future, and we can we can sort an interview. Uh, so there we are. And I also had uh, a an email from uh, a long stand somebody I've known online for quite a long while. Uh, Matt Kendall from MK Printing, who talks about some uh, of he says some kind things about Small Biz Pod. Let's not forget that um, he's seen and, and congratulates me on the way it's evolving. Uh, and he also talks about what uh, his company MK Printing are up to and some seminars that, that they've been holding 
on marketing in Manchester. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll look at that uh, perhaps a, another time. Uh, certainly if he sets up a, a new date uh, for all those listeners in Manchester, I'll let you know when it is and we'll stick a date on the Small Biz Pod uh, events calendar. Something incidentally that you can all do if you've got a, 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 a an event run for small businesses, just drop me a, a quick email with the date and where it is and I'll stick that on the calendar of events at the Small Biz Pod site. Now, other than that, uh, the Frapper Map. Uh, thank you very much for uh, Gangadeep Sapra from Delhi in India for signing up to the Frapper Map. And I notice he's also signed up to the networking site at smallbizpodnet.ning.com. And also to Neil from Timaru in New Zealand, who says, Great podcast. I'm enjoying the great mix of information, interviews and music. Thanks very much, Neil, for that. And talking of music, Fitzpatrick from Birmingham, Alabama, says, uh, As always, love the show, mate. And I played one of his tracks in a show not that long ago. I think there may have been one or two other people signed up to the Frapper Map who just left pictures and no comments, and I can't work out who they are. But So if apologies if I've not mentioned you. Um, do check out the networking site, as I said. And that is just about it for today's episode of Small Biz Pod. Apart from to say a, a big thank you to... Alienation, who is a trance artist who I've been playing in the background from South Africa. Uh, and you can find his music at the Podsafe Music Network at music.podshow.com. I'll put links in the show notes. And it's another of his tra- trance tracks that I will play to close out the show today. And uh, the track that I'm going to play is called... If I can remember it, it's called Mad World, uh, featuring Marty B. So that's it for this week. See you again next time. Thanks for listening.
something simple, man. It's a mad world. 